0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and
1: 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious hell.
3: Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm surprising everybody with no funny voice this week. <laughs> just, the straight, just playing it straight throwing the chain jump. Z- z- zigging when they think I'm going to zag. You know, right. you know how I do yes. regular mysterious L voice for the beautiful baby intro. Let's go.
2: Yes. All, we're, we're, we're keeping it normal this week. Cause hell world, cause everything went totally normal this week. We didn't have uh, the guy who was basically quarterbacking all of the electoral college shenanigans across America attempt to rehabilitate himself on the masked singer and two of the judges walked off in disgust when they saw Rudy. Two, take two of the judges
4: that I'm pretty sure are uh, producers and like booked that show. So they're, uh, they disdain for Rudy Giuliani being on there is I am, I, I'm not as impressed as I should be. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're fairly high up on the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I
3: mean, I suppose, but to, like, l- l- is it is it the whole gimmick supposed to be that, I-, I don't think Ken Jeong is good enough of an actor to fake like he doesn't know who people are for like however long the stretch is. He's a funny guy, but I d- I, like I don't actually think they know the identities of those people, right? Isn't that the whole gimmick?
4: That is I- the gimmick. Yeah, that is the gimmick. So maybe... Uh, and, I, and also,
3: this looks real bad for them. Like, if yeah. this was some sort of PR stunt, it was incredibly ill-conceived. That's probably the most damning evidence. Is that, like, it's just like Kim Jong, I like me, not giving him credit for for being savvy enough as an actor to pull to pull off actually knowing who's behind the mask for all of these people uh, is one thing, but the fact that this looks so horrible for the mass singers. Here's a bold PR strategy. Let's make people hate our show. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to associate our show with fascism. Let's go.
4: No, no matter what, I I think, yeah, it's not a good look. It did not pay off. What, whatever they've done, it didn't work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but they've had Sarah Palin. They had the controversial ninja on th- that show is such a fucking joke. Well,
3: ninjas only controversial because th- the internet is stupid. Like there's like, he, he, he is the least controversial of those bunch. I don't, I don't know if I would love ninja. It was Sarah Palin. And I, I'm just really saying, I, I, like, I'm using him as a two horrible boy. conservative, monstrous has and mm-hmm. ninja. <laughs> a, a guy a who plays Fortnite been. for a living and everyone seems to hate despite his fucking significant wealth. he's like the james Corden of the internet like (laughs) no one i have ever met has been like oh yeah i love that guy but clearly some people do and it numbers enough to make him very rich and famous
2: yeah yeah yeah, it's like it's like the it's like the whole phenomenon of the pauls being professional boxers and everyone's like i hate those guys and yet somehow like they managed to like have pay-per-views where they generate millions and millions of dollars enough to pay themselves and their opponents handsomely. But yeah, so, I mean
3: that, that at least I understand because the the dream scenario is that you get to watch somebody that you hate get their ass beat. Yeah. That yeah.
2: that's
4: why that those those pulling so much money.
3: Like um, if, when they unmasked a contestant on the mass singer, Kim Jong got to hit them over the head with a folding chair all of the WWE. <laughs> and yes, I would love Rudy Giuliani to be on the mass singer.
4: More <laughs> chair shots Kim- in mass Singer.
3: Yeah, I want to see I want to see a highlight reel of Kim Jong giving chair shots to bad celebrities and get unmasked on the masked singer <laughs> with Jim Ross audio underneath it, just going,
2: Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Oh,
3: oh
4: my God! Yeah, he's so. So, so who
3: were the two that walked off? I know it was Ken Jong, and who was the other one?
2: I, I think it was Robin Thicke. Was I it Robin
3: Thicke? He, that's what I thought too. The audacity of that guy! Is he like a? Is he like a sex criminal? Well, well allegedly, I mean, or like so, like like yeah. did he like sexually assault somebody on that blurred lines video shoot?
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the report. He is
3: allegedly. I said allegedly, yeah. right? Allegedly, allegedly. Like, <laughs> like
4: second lawyers, I said the magic word. I
3: know your tricks.
4: Yes, you have no power here (laughs) and neither does Rudy Giuliani like it this is like this is up there with like Tucker Carlson going on dancing with the stars it's I mean Tucker Carlson brought his career back around but Mm -hmm. I don't think Rudy Giuliani comes back from the past year like
2: Rudy's too old and he's waiting. He literally, all he has is Trump. He just has to, like, just continue to be the remora to Trump's shark. And if Trump's. Star- but didn't like, Trump already, like, cut him loose? pretty much but it doesn't yeah but it doesn't but that's all rudy's got anyways even if even if trump's like you're gone rudy you're out rudy's like no no donald no i'll do anything for you so i mean like he's like this he's like the spurned lover who can't you can't be who can't be cast away he's he's gonna find a way to try to get himself back in the trump's black heart no matter what can't you see we don't want you anymore right like
3: it, in a lot of like rob cobbs or whatever there's always that like well, not always, but frequently there's that like benign other person who's in love with one of our main characters that just like gets iced out because of the true love of the tags. Mm-hmm. And they're just like sort of this like benign force that's like sort of useless, but is clearly interested in one of them. Like not not like a toxic or bad way, but just sort of in like an undercredited way. That's Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. And, him being <laughs> yeah. that, and, and him being that sort of schmuck is the reason why we're talking about him. Uh, at the top of the show as our amuse-bouche instead of talking about him during our headlines, which we should roll into now.
2: That sounds like a good idea. Let's play some headlines.
4: From the digital headlines to the digital front
2: lines, it's cues
4: in the news.
2: So uh, we have just a smorgasbord of terrible, terrible things going on in our world. So, uh, Sarge, what terrible thing do you think we should cover first in the in the world? I know the least about
4: whatever terrible thing Joe Rogan is currently up to, so I guess I'm most curious about that. If we if we want to talk about Joe, what's what's Joe up to?
2: So uh, Joe, uh, basically, uh, Rogan's horrible past has once again cropped up. Once again, the ancient videos of him saying horrifying racial slurs. Are now being posted all over social media, and for years, when all of these things would be aired, where like Rogan said, like they went into some area and it was like Planet of the Apes and all the usage of the N word and all of this stuff. This th- I've seen this series of videos like a million times, and the re- and the replies and comments to all of it is always, "Oh, you fools think you can cancel Joe Rogan? You can't cancel Joe Rogan. He's too powerful." But for some reason. Honestly, I, I like, like, Joe Rogan's bulletproof. He's untouchable. You can't cancel him. But for some reason, like, this go-around, suddenly now Rogan is on the back foot. He he issued an apology. Uh, Spotify made them pull down, like, 70 episodes where he used inappropriate language. Uh, like, the, we talked last week about how they're now they're putting a content warning on his stuff. But, uh, whatever, on that front. So... For the first time in this whole ordeal of the Rogan existence, uh, he's now actually facing real mainstream backlash over his terrible views and the dumb stuff that he said, because... So is Spotify, from what I understand. Well, yeah, yeah, because like more and more uh, musicians are talking about pulling their stuff from Spotify. There's talk about employee morale at Spotify being very low, and that people are looking to quit or leave the company. Their stock, their stock value has plummeted. So there's this like
4: huge
2: uh, to do about this whole thing, and uh, just in the past couple of days, uh, Rumble, which is Basically, YouTube for Nazis, and um, I've never. (laughs) Have we talked about Rumble before? No, we haven't. Rumble is just a right. No,
3: we've we've mentioned Rumble several times on this. Yeah, but but
2: we've never dug deep in the Rumble. But Rumble is a right wing uh, video platform. I mean, it's like the
3: elevator pitch of YouTube for Nazis pretty well covers it. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, I movie. think
4: yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, so, like, Rumble has come out and said they they will offer Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars to <laughs> do they? Just, oh my god, how that's so.
4: Such a bummer. Rumble has that kind of money?
2: I don't know that they actually do, but, I mean, they're they're going to pretend that they do at the very least, or I'm sure they'll offer Rogan, like, equity in the company to try to, uh, like, make it, uh, like, um, make make their valuation up to $100 million for him. So they're, so they're just like, Joe, join Rumble, and you can put all those horribly racist episodes back on. It'd be great. <laughs> And, um, like, and the, um, and now the QAnon right-wing world is talking about how, like, uh, Rogan should never have apologized to the woke mob, because once you give them an inch, they take a mile, they'll never truly accept him, they're going to keep canceling him. Uh, Correct.
3: And accurate. As long as he keeps yeah. doing stupid shit, people are I gonna continue to be angry at him.
2: John John
4: Stewart got in on it and was like, mm-hmm. We shouldn't like censor Joe Rogan. We should engage with him. And it's just like, uh You, you sure, bud? You sure about that? Like oh, Yeah. He could like,
3: change. I mean, he hasn't bothered to try to change in twenty years, but he still has the capacity to change, according to John Stewart. Yeah. 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 Uh, sure how does. does your feel about Senator Manchin?
4: Um, (laughs) or tucker carlson like like, i mean
3: it turns out that like yes we should give people a second shot but if they've been doing their thing for like 20 years or whatever and it still seems like they are like not super keen it's not even just like joe Rogan keeps like putting his foot in his mouth and he's just like oh shucks i did it again it's so hard not to say the n-word or whatever like a lot of the times he's actively like he'll be like using like transgender slurs or whatever, like and the bit that he'll be engaging with with whoever he's got on his show will just be like, can you, can you imagine these days we're gonna get canceled over just like saying this word? Like is isn't it crazy that we can't uh we can't like, you know, do accents or like like funny characterized accents yeah. of foreign people. Like yeah, it's so, oh, nice. man. so like the whole bit is there just being like f- fucking f- fucking woke culture, making it so that I can't do my funny Chinese accent. And it's like, dog, like, yeah, man, you can't do it. And when you bring it up in this context, it makes you seem like a real piece of shit. And then yeah. also you just go for it anyway. I mean, in the in the context of the bit, which is like, it's just like, can you but like, like, like Jerry Seinfeld, just be like, you believe you can't say certain words. For instance, let me listen. And then just start saying like
4: slurs. Like that's, <laughs> that, that doesn't give you a free pass. That's not how comedy works. right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's called punching down.
2: Oh, yeah. There are so many clips of Rogan like saying all those horrible things, as Elle just stated. But uh, the other clip that's come out that is, uh, that is a very revelatory was at the start of this whole pandemic, Rogan is interviewing um, a medical expert. I forget their name, but he's interviewing them, and they're just like, man when we get a vaccine for this for this virus it is going to be a game changer it's going to save so many lives it's going to, it's going to turn the ship of society back around we're going to we're going to avoid that iceberg and it's going to be we're going to be a much we're going to be in such a better place after we get that vaccine And and the the, and these vaccine these anti-vaxxers like they're 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 really bad for society and they're hurting us. And Rogan's like, yeah, man, vaccines are so good, and it's weird that people are so against them. I just don't understand it. And it's just like that was Rogan like two years ago at the start of COVID, and now Rogan today is having a guy fact-check him in real time about the dangers of myocarditis vis-a-vis the vaccine versus getting COVID directly. And Rogan's just like, really, really? the COVID's worse for that heart condition than the vaccine is? Are we talking about kids? And then the guy's like, yeah. The, the article even says like from like age, age 18 to like age 13. And then Rogan's like, what about really, really young kids? And the guy's like, yeah, we have that too. And it, it, the vaccine's still way better than actually getting COVID. And then Rogan's, yeah. like, oh, and, and, and yeah. then Rogan's like, it's like, can we trust this paper and it's just it's just that thing that drives people so mad about misinformation and conspiracy theories like this and this was something that like back when QAnon was like growing and building i would have people dming me and they'd be like hey man can you give me like some like quick hits to debunk some stuff because This person in my family has lost their goddamn mind. And if I just hit him with this information, it'll obviously shake him out of it. And I would give them the debunk and I would tell him this will not shake them out of it. Like what you're hoping for, the silver bullet that you think this evidence is going to provide you, it will not provide you. You're not going to get what you want out of this. And they were just like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it sucks. But exposing misinformation to a person who believes in it does not make them rethink their position. If anything, they double or triple down on it. It sucks. So, I, like, I am, I am so sorry for what is going on in your family and what you're, what you're dealing with. But uh, just having, it's good that you have the ability to counteract their misinformation. But don't think that's going to do anything more than just like win you an argument with this person and maybe other people who see that argument on social media. Be like, wow, it's a good thing I'm not that crazy person who thinks that vaccines are bad because this guy really knew his stuff. Like, you're arguing for the crowd. You are not arguing to change the mind of the person you're arguing with because they will not change their mind. At least not So that. I love how
3: the, the best-case scenario for Joe Rogan's pivot from being uh for being just like vaccines are great to, like, I don't understand what the point of vaccines is or whatever, is that, like, the best-case ca- best scenario is that he's selling out, right? Like, the best-case scenario is that he's just changed his tune because he knows there's hundreds of millions of dollars in it. Which is like cool and all. I I too would love a hundred million dollars. Like in fact, you could probably coax me to say a lot of things for one hundred million please. dollars. Uh, but like a lot of the the people that are his base right now, love the at least the idea of authenticity. Right? That's like the like. Oh, I love Donald Trump because he says what he means, man. He just tells it how it is, bro. Like, oh, yeah, that's just, like, that's just Trump being Trump and, like, giving us the real skinny. Like, everyone's thinking it. He's just saying it. And it's just, like, there's nothing really authentic about Joe Rogan at all. Either he sold out and he's just telling you dub does what you want to hear so that you can lubricate his wallet with cash or he is like an actual moron that could be swayed by the type of people who he interviews on the Joe Rogan experience. And he has just allowed his actual position on the matter to change over the course of two years, which means, why should anyone be giving him a platform? Like, he had a bunch of white supremacists on there. Are you telling me that if he lets enough white supremacists on his show, Joe Rogan will just be like, you know, I do think that whites are the best race, now that you think about it. (laughs) You know, you make a compelling argument. I think white people do... Commit, like contribute the most to culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like the producer's just like off just off camera, just like no, Joe Rogan, no, no, you don't do that. Joe, <laughs> shut up.
2: Shut <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> Joe, the the Rumble offers down the seventy five million.
4: Joe,
3: <laughs> oh, no, their their number would only increase if he started just pre- pre- preaching truth to white power. You know what I mean? Like, who's just like, yeah, hey, guys, you're welcome to the Joe Rogan experience, man. You, it's a real bummer that a Cuban rolled this cigar I'm smoking because they are not white. It takes a big puff off the cigar and it's just like, fuck you, you piece of shit. So like, I just don't like. So what is he? Is he just incredibly stupid or is he just sellout? Either way. Uh- Maybe. That looks the sort of person that you should be letting Pied Piper you. <laughs>
2: Right, yeah. he, he, he's, he, the only options are stupid or greedy. I was watching; uh, I think it was Matt Binder uh, on YouTube. What was like? Here's he, basically he showed this like wall of like Jimmy Dore's like latest YouTube content. And Jimmy Dore is like an angry lefty Bernie supporter kind of guy that was just sick back in the day. But now Jimmy Dore's shtick is just pure anti-vax all day, every day, and. He had, like, 12 thumbnails of various things that Jimmy Dore sent. Like, one of them was, like, about politics. It wasn't anti-vax. And it had so so many less views than all the rest of them. Like, that one, like, stuck out aggressively. It was, like, 10,000 views. And, like, every other anti-vax video was, like, 30,000 views, 40,000 views, 45,000 views. And it's just, like, this guy just went where the market took him. Like, this guy was just, like... Hey, I have enough of a platform and enough subscribers on YouTube and have established this credibility as a political pundit that YouTube won't pull the ban hammer down on me immediately for vaccine information if I pretend like I'm just asking questions. So now I'm just going to pivot into this anti-vax community and, oh, man, look at those ratings pop up. Oh, man, now my monetization, now I'm making, like, 50 bucks a video instead of five bucks a video. Score, baby. So, I mean, it's just, that is, it's really awful that we have, like, a financial incentive for people to just start literally lying to people and encouraging them to die, which is what is happening here with all of this anti-vax shit anyone who's telling you anything about like, maybe the vaccine isn't that great is encouraging you to risk your own life. That's, that's it. I mean, they're trying trying to sell you something and it's
4: probably, uh, Ivermectin or (laughs) their, their doctor that will give you Ivermectin. Cause there's so many, there's a bunch of those like grift doctors out there that are willing to prescribe it. So, Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I love the idea that the government is just like essentially providing the vaccine and all this COVID shit for free. And then these people are just like, no, I would rather part with my hard-earned money to purchase this, like, snake oil from this yeah. lunatic on the internet. See, I, I want to buy Alex Jones's supplements of uh, whatever. Like, oh, man, this, these supplements are going to make you ripped as fuck. You won't even know, bro. And they're just like, oh, I thought these were the hair care supplements. I'm sorry. I, I'm not interested. He's like, Oh, no. No, they'll also do that. Oh, you better. You'll be the buffest, hairiest person you know.
4: Kevin Sorbo tweeted out uh because in celebrities that continue to like disappoint me. Uh he tweeted out if the if the vaccine is life saving and it's free, why isn't insulin and chemo? And it's like, oh Kevin you yeah, you're so it. close to
3: the fucking point. Yeah. I mean you're coming at it from a really weird angle, but yeah, man, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a fantastic <laughs> that's question. A, that's a dynamite question. You're just like, hey man. If if fucking like chemo and insulin should be free, like isn't it sort of crazy that like you're not really guaranteed to be able to eat food on any given day or whatever? Isn't this sort of fucked up?
2: Yeah, like, why why do isn't we? Isn't it requ- crazy that
3: you can work full time and
4: like not afford an apartment? We require children to go to school and then make them pay for their food there. That's kind of baffling. Like the God damn it, there's so many. Uh. Yeah,
2: just. I have
3: to, I have to, I have to make sure to appeal to a very large portion of the liberal demographic. Isn't it fucked up that you have to like pay your student loans back? Isn't that shit wild? It's fucking so crazy. Just make that shit free immediately. Priority number one, Mister Sorbo, make our college free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then we can get, and then we can get to the whole for-profit healthcare thing and all the rest of it. I... Yeah, it's it's so it's so wild how people like Sorbo and other stuff. I love that QAnon is like now so massively in favor of workers' rights when it comes to not having to take the vaccine. These are the people that are like fuck unions, they're crippling our economy. Everyone's just laying around doing nothing and getting high off the hog while they're poor, benevolent billionaire owners have to pay them these exorbitant wages due to unions. And then cut to three years later uh billionaire owner wants to issue like a vaccine mandate and they're just like no no Mr. billionaire owner we we do want Amazon employees to literally have to piss where they're standing into a bottle in order to make quota on their products for the day but you telling them they need to get a shot so they can't transmit a danger a deadly virus that's where we draw the line that's where collective that's where collective labor needs to have a voice against you Jeff Bezos you piece of shit and it's just like, why can't they collectively bargain for higher wages or health care or anything other than just not wanting to take a vaccine? Because all of that is the death of freedom in America. But avoiding the vaccine, maximum freedom, maximum technology. Yeah.
3: Also, uh, Amazon Prime is like raising their prices by like $20 or whatever. And. Uh... Like all the reports I've seen, like online and headlines, have just been like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." I mean, it's been a while since they did it, and it's just <laughs> like Jeff Bezos is worth like four hundred million, a billion dollars, or whatever. Like, you think he? You know, oh, sorry, there's no other way we could possibly cover the 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 increase in cost of shipping. Yeah, Jeff Bezos could do that. He could do these. He you could just drop one hundred billion of his dollars worth of stuff, and of like, fix a lot of problems.
4: A lot of his workers don't even have comprehensive health care.
3: Nope. He could just like he could just like wave his hand to give everyone in America healthcare, or like you you know you know that big like infrastructure deal that like just fell through or whatever because yeah, people are idiots. Better. He could you could just like wave his hand if he wanted to, just one hundred billion dollars like infrastructure to the shit out of this country, make make the roads safer for my sweet delivery trucks because you guys won't let me do drone delivery yet. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, okay, well, so, so, so yeah. The, 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 the point the point is, as always, that we are going to continue to hate the ultra-rich until the moment we become rich, in which case we are going to start hating the poor because that is what you do.
2: Right.
3: Once I hit the tax bracket where the, the government really starts squeezing me for that tiny, tiny fraction
4: extra, I'm going to be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to be so angry. Oh, yeah. Al is always one bit away from turning into professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, brother. <laughs> oh uh, man,
3: yeah. So, uh, so Joe Rogan is an idiot. Uh, if you yeah. know anybody that supports him, uh, <laughs> scold them, shame them, tell yeah. tell them that their opinions are bad, and they should feel bad. Even well, if it's your mother or whatever, just be like, yeah. "Mom, your opinions fucking blow. You really yeah, need to. Exactly. You really fucking need to shape he really, up Really, you
4: really fucked this one
2: up, Mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, my mom watches uh, Bill Maher all the time, and I'm like, "Mom, he sucks. <laughs> you really need to stop doing that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she figured out recently. She, she she was a little a little late to the party, but she she got there on Bill Maher. So good good on you, Ma, for figuring that out. But
3: uh, you, you just cool. you just slowly crashed into her with your reminder that Bill Maher sucks. Before she shaped up, it was like, oh right, yes. <laughs> pretty much. <Yeah>. And look, <laughs> okay, look, don't get me wrong. We we've we've me. all loved bad media in the past. Like we've all loved media that is bad and or problematic for various reasons. You you can get out of that hole. So shame. Shame anyone you know who likes Joe Rogan. Shame them. <laughs> yes.
4: Yes. Walk them through the streets naked, ringing a bell behind them.
3: Yeah, oh. and, then, oh. and then go on to be surprisingly attractive in Ted Lasso. What? I was so shocked. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, bro, like, I did not know that Shame Nun was, like, the actual, like, pinnacle of what, what, like, the Greeks imagined their goddesses to look like. Just <laughs> tall, broad-shouldered, just incredibly statuesque. I was like, what is going on? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was a uh, that was an odd revelation for me as well. And uh, good honor, good honor for finding a meteor role, it's a tremendous
3: opportunity. Yeah,
2: yeah. Tremendous. Good. I
3: mean Ted Lasso, who knew that the, the I mean, man, it's a shame that we only got that one season. But boy. Was so uh, let's let's pivot from talking about Joe Rogan, who sucks, to something that definitely doesn't suck, just kidding, uh, truckers. You know, <laughs> I want, before Zing. this, because of the way the world is right now, I feel like truckers in general were sort of like getting their redemption arc. They were like one comedian away from doing a viral bit to redeem them a la Guy Fieri in the eyes of the regular person. Because let's be honest, truckers, there's a lot of stigma about the American trucker. Like, rest stops are not a place you want to go to because of what truckers do there. So, like, I feel like they were they were very close to their redemption arc because it was suddenly just like, oh, yeah, COVID, like, man, they have to work such long hours and that shit is so dangerous. Like, man, like, truckers, they really have it rough. And then these Canadian fucks have to go and start fucking it up for everybody. Like, so, <laughs> once again, I uh, have to call upon you, Mike Raines, to tell us some tales about Canadian truckers and apparently (laughs) the American convoy dream.
2: Yeah. So uh, the Canadian truckers are now engaged in what is a very weird, bizarro world version of Occupy Wall Street in Ottawa right now, where uh, they are engaged in what is no longer a convoy, but is now a, like an occupation and like a sit down kind of protest where um, they have stated that this thing all started where they're like, "We're against the vaccine mandates for truckers. We're just sick of government overreach and argle bargle." And now it's devolved into this thing where they basically want to hang out in Ottawa until Trudeau resigns. And like the, the the Canadian government is a uh, left wing uh, alliance between Trudeau's party and other smaller liberal parties. And they basically want those people to uh, give up and let the Conservative Party of Canada run the country, and and then after like our new government is established, that new government will abolish all vaccine mandates everywhere for everything and the masks mandates, and Canada will be free, hooray! And uh, so, <laughs>
4: again, for the record, most Canadian truckers have gotten the vaccine.
2: Right this th- this group is a small minority of truckers that uh have been created out of whole cloth from a bunch of different people uh some of whom were run the right-wing uh, right-wing fringe parties in Canada others are just outright grifters this movement is is this is basically the dog that's caught the car they really didn't know what they were doing and then they got momentum their gofundme got up to 10 million dollars <laughs> and, and then was cruelly ripped away from them because what they're doing is probably a crime and right. they, they were, were
3: okay. okay well no me, what, they they were upgraded to official crime by law enforcement at which yes. point at which point they uh got their their monies taken away as was the legal right of gofundme
4: yeah. or whatever they were given the first million because on the gofundme they had a stated plan and uh, it for how they were going to distribute and use the money. So they were given a million, the people who started the first GoFundMe. After that, GoFundMe, and it, it became more and more crime. After that, GoFundMe said, no, because uh, this is a crime and we're not going to support that anymore. But, so they did get, whoever organized it did get a million, dot, dot, dot. Um they but not not any after that. The other nine million, and that's where a lot of the uh the griftosphere and the QAnon idiots are like, GoFundMe doesn't have the right to not give this money that they never like I mean, well, like gave in may, the first place.
3: maybe they would have the like something to hang their hat on, except for the fact that GoFundMe was just like everybody's money is being refunded. Don't worry, you're getting, oh yeah, we're it, not taking any of it. It's all going back to you. Fucking believe it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, GoFundMe, of course, like like literally the moment any law enforcement agency was just like, we think there might be some illegal stuff going on here that like they just perfectly within their rights to just be like that violates our terms of service and therefore we don't need to give you shit.
2: So uh, the first thing that was that was happening was once GoFundMe said they were suspending the account was uh, QAnon and other right wingers were talking about if you like file like a a, a fraud claim. wasn't Well, they were first talking about the class action lawsuit because like that's the default reaction to everything for these people is sue somebody. And the problem with that is for those suckers is that they 're always going to find a lawyer who is willing to lie to them and tell them, "Oh yeah, a lawsuit 's a great idea and my fee, and my fee is only twenty percent and by the way, i need like a, I need a quarter million up front for this, so they always have a sucker willing to be willing to be scammed by a lawyer into filing a lawsuit but their other plan was that if, like, you file, like, a – if you file, like, a stop payment on your credit card or something or you tell your bank to go fund me, like, illegally charged you – Their uh, belief was every transaction would cover like have like a $15 fee that GoFundMe would get hit with and that we could potentially jack up like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on uh, payback fees to GoFundMe in an effort to like break them and bankrupt the corrupted evil GoFundMe. (laughs) That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And of course, when GoFundMe came out, as Elle said, it was like, hey everybody, you're getting your money back. Just, just hold your horses for a few minutes while we go through this nine million dollars of money and we will get it back to you. Toot sweet. Then uh, QAnon and other people were like, We did it! Victory! We made we made GoFundMe bend the knee to our threat of a lawsuit and our chargeback scams. And it's like, no, there was a lot of press on this. GoFundMe was always gonna do this anyways. You actually achieve nothing because you'll never achieve. And good day, sir. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, now, while this is all happening in Go in GoFundMe land, which is like the uh, actual relevant, uh, solid, trustworthy place to go to give people money for projects or whatever. They got some medical bills because like, America's health system again, fucking terrible. Um, Give, send, go, which is the right wing grift version of GoFundMe immediately said go. Yuck. Oh, give, send, go is even better than you could possibly imagine, because not only can you give money or share links to the person who needs uh, the money. You'll be like, "Hey, I can't help you out with money, but I can like like post your uh, ad, your money drive to like social media, try to help you out with some exposure and visibility. They also have a button that allows you to pray for the person. So, oh so if, it, 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 if you can't kick in a few shekels, or you can't uh, expose, give them some social media exposure. You can let him know that you, you're sending his word to the big guy in the sky that you're on their side, and hopefully he'll get those wallets open for him. So
3: uh, I love how all, I love how for every like platform that's successful, but catering to people that aren't just like conservative like monsters. There's some sort of like evil doppelganger knockoff version that's like, it's like RC Cola with an evil goatee on it. Like, it, it's, it is, it both tastes off brand and also is evil. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like for every every six-pack of evil RC Cola you buy, we will make sure that an uncut ring of plastic six-pack holders is thrown into the ocean so that dolphins and turtles and fish can get trapped in it and die. Yeah,
3: they're just like, now with cut-proof rings on our six-pack. Like, like when you dispose of this, it is practically guaranteed to murder some wildlife. Yeah,
4: now with guaranteed dolphin-filled cans. Like, these cans are just filled with dolphins.
3: We need to kill all of those animals so that they sink to the bottom and eventually return to the earth and become oil down the line. Precious fucking oil.
4: So, Rumble is Nazi YouTube and Gibson Go is... Uh, right-wing Nazi GoFundMe. What's uh? Is there an evil us? Is there an evil?
2: <laughs> oh, there are 10 uh, million... the, the
4: Joe Rogan experience.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are ten million versions of evil us. Yeah,
3: do not pull on that thread because I'm sure so many of them are way more successful than we are. I mean, oh
2: uh, God, yeah. Uh, what's really hilarious. What's really hilarious was like literally last night I saw some right-wing grifter announce that they had created a Nazi PayPal called Patriots so that you can make all of your, uh, you can pay your fellow right-wingers who are not allowed on PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or any other relevant uh, payment transfer and services. Um, With Patriots, you can get your Nazi bros their, their fliff so that they can continue running their scams. I, 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 I bet it's just like, and also we only do
3: crypto. So it's all untraceable. Don't worry, bros. No, one's going to get you
2: wink. And, uh, the best part about that is, is that literally for the past year, uh, Torba the guy who runs Gab has been bragging about GabPay as the as the true Nazi alternative to PayPal. So, I'm <laughs> <yuck>. <laughs> So I'm sure Torba is furious today that there's patriots coming out there to try to siphon off of his Nazi payment processing grift and that we now have two versions of that in the right wing. Uh, so it's it's just it's just incredible, like this just desperate attempt to create the the again the off brand Nazi form of actual mainstream services. It's just it, 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 like that we have this niche market that these people just feel a desperate need to cater to. It's it's wild. It's uh, it's just
3: really also surprisingly the Canadian trucker uh, fiasco. It's led by the fascist evil RC Cola version of Optimus Prime. So, uh, in a stunning twist,
4: I mean, I I know the actual <laughs> name of Evil Optimus Prime, but this oh. is
3: this isn't this isn't just Evil Optimus Prime. This is White Nationalist Optimus
4: Prime. Oh, and,
3: okay. I, and I know his name too because it's White-O-Miss Pride. <laughs> White-O-Miss Pride is I am Whitemist Prime, and I just don't think I should have to take that poison jab. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're a robot. You don't have any
4: dog in this race.
3: I just really believe in freedom.
4: (laughs) Your white of his pride sounds a lot like Richard Nixon. I'm
2: I'm good with it. I'm I'm a white of his (laughs) pride. No, you're not. You're just Richard
3: Nixon. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're not even in a truck. You're in a car. Joke. <laughs> <Don't>, shut up. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> uh, okay, well, uh, and leaving White Miss Pride. <laughs> leaving White Miss Prime behind. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about somebody. Who, it feels like we never talk about him on the podcast anymore. Fuck. I wish we. I fuck. I wish we had more headlines about Donald Trump. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: so uh what the fuck did this buffoon do this time around? Uh
2: so uh besides the fact that Trump is continuing to uh argue that uh you know Mike Pence totally could have overturned that election if he wasn't a gutless coward. Um and we've actually had uh dueling commentaries between Pence and Trump about uh that issue. I, I mean uh, I fucking <laughs> can we just
3: fucking like this is the world we live in in 2022 where it's <laughs> literally the former vice president and the former president getting into an argument over whether or not the vice president could have illegally stolen the election for the president. (laughs) And with the vice president just being like, no, I could never do that. That's not how yeah, that works. That and is order, not a power and, I have. It's just being like, of course you could! I've got you. you had the power! If only you
4: knew how to wield it! <laughs> you were the chosen one!
3: <laughs> and then in order to like sort of que- like nip this one in the bud, then you've got these other people poking their little heads up from the side just being like, I don't think that's true, because if that's true, they couldn't have come all and just do that this
2: time around? And they're like,
3: shut up, you! <laughs> don't, don't,
2: don't you go <laughs> bringing reality into this thing
3: um donald trump's just like i don't give a fuck everyone needs to know that pence is the reason i'm not president anymore and it's just like man i really wish that the, i really wish that the the fucking the, the democrats had the balls to pull that shit it's
4: oh, weird after,
3: yeah. after four years of just being like like trump it was like, pence could have just appointed whoever he wanted president vice president's got the power of a god on, harris is just like Well, in a weird twist of fate, the American public has apparently decided that they want Donald Trump's president again. But yeah, fuck that. Joe Biden did this, dog. I'm riding with Biden. Throw it
2: up, juices. I'm out. She takes (laughs) off, flies (laughs) into the sky. Oh, that would be the greatest thing in the world if, like, Trump won and then Kamala Harris was like, "Hey, Trump said Pence could do this, so I can do this." Biden wins. (laughs) Eat it, fools. Boom! It just does. Here's the last scene from the Matrix.
4: Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. just it's just Pence. I had the power all along to make him president, and just you just see Pence boringly rocket into the sky, <laughs> dead faced, <laughs> <nuts laughs> <rushing. laughs> oh, no expression. No, that, that,
3: that's what he that's what he does. His uh, people's eyebrow rock style heel turn. It comes <sighs> out and, like just gives bro fist to Biden, and they're like blowing it up on stage and getting real rowdy with it. They do like an elaborate handshake. Oh. And Pence is just like yeah, like <laughs> Pence is just like this is the president. The president is just like yeah, we we reprogrammed Pence here. Uh, a while ago to operate under our secret command. He's been a double agent the whole time. And she's like, didn't any of you idiots study American, like, the American system in your schools? Of course the vice president just gets to choose who the president is. (laughs) It's (laughs)
4: always been the way.
3: You always get to pick the master you serve. That's the way it works. (laughs) Oh my god! Pinch just runs in. Kid John comes in and hits him with a chair.
4: (laughs) Whoa!
2: (laughs) <laughs> topical yeah uh, but uh so beyond uh the this uh, kerfluffle over is the vice president secretly actually a dictator in america uh now uh the january 6th committee has come out and been like oh yeah by the way uh trump destroyed a ton of his records which is a direct violation of the presidential records act and there are yeah. like there are, like, 15 boxes of presidential records, like, in Mar-a-Lago, which he was not allowed to take out of the White House. Yeah, I read that. They're like,
4: uh, there's a lot of these records in Mar-a-Lago. You you know you're not supposed to do that, right?
2: Who, yeah. me? Yeah, I, oh, how could I know? Being president so confusing. Yeah. I, can't, I can't move this box over here. I can't do this. I can't subtly threaten Ukraine with a phony investigation of Biden without getting impeached. What's going on I mean there's so many stupid rules uh, I don't I don't I just don't I'm, I, I've just had it with you people I've just had it with you people and the crazy standards you you try to impose upon your presidents isn't your president just supposed to be a lawless dictator who does whatever he pleases <laughs> why wouldn't have run for this job if it wasn't that I mean I didn't know um, so uh, again because um, QAnon lives in a world where literally if news is happening and they like it, then the, then the the plan is coming to fruition. And if news comes out and they don't like it, then it's a trap for the Democrats. And uh, people's, I've seen people's reactions being, oh, they're mad about Trump moving these documents. Well, now that they've brought light to that, I'm sure when we find out what Hillary and Bill and Obama and Biden, and I even saw someone make reference to Jimmy Carter. They're like, once we dig up all the files they've hidden, we'll see what they've been up to. Is it Jimmy Carter dead? Nope, still alive, like one million years old, but still trucking. So, uh, yeah, he's like Carter's like ninety four. He's easy, inc- yeah. He's incredibly, he's incredibly I mean, I,
4: I'm happy to find out I was wrong, but <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, but but ninety four and about to spend his last few years on this rock in prison. Where Carter's about to go to Gitmo. We're finally gonna get him. For his litany of crimes, that was being a mostly forgotten about one-term president back in the day, who managed to barely beat the guy who pardoned Nixon for Watergate. That was a man. Uh, Does somebody say Nixon? (laughs) Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Ow!
4: Man, Futurama. Yeah, Yeah, uh,
3: Yeah. I mean that's that. Futurama Nixon will always be my Nixon. Unless the, yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the vice president says otherwise, vice president right. also gets to pick
4: Nixon. Unless the vice
2: president says otherwise, yeah, to uh, Nixon pick 'em. Yeah, actually, uh, a lot of this QAnon, uh, the vice president gets to pick the president bullshit, uh, came from Richard Nixon uh, when he was uh, when he ran for the presidency and lost to JFK in 1960. Uh, there was a little uh, hitch in the election when it came to uh, Hawaii where the original uh, vote said that Nixon won it, but on a recount, Kennedy won Hawaii. And when Nixon had to chair the meeting, as Pence did, because Nixon was vice president under Eisenhower at the time, so Nixon had to chair the meeting where he had to confirm that he had lost to JFK. And during that meeting, he had the electoral votes for Hawaii. Like, literally, they gave him the certificate that said Nixon won, but he knew that on the recount, Kennedy had won. So Nixon was like, hey, everybody at the Electoral College thing, Back in 1960, this is really fucking boring, and nobody wants to be here. So if you're all cool with it, I'm going to give Jack uh, the electoral votes from Hawaii. No one opposes? Great. Boom. It's done. And by the way, Kennedy's president now. I want to get the fuck out of here. Boom. Done. He just he want to listen to himself lose. Right. He didn't want to listen to himself lose. But by, by being a bro and doing Kennedy a solid and giving him the Hawaii electoral votes, which he knew Kennedy had won, but they hadn't gone through the paperwork... Uh, praying Medic and a bunch of other QAnon shitheads were like, Nixon did this. It is proof that the vice president can just really nilly give electoral votes to whoever they want to. And it's like, if you actually, again, read the transcript. Nixon asks for unanimous consent and gets it, because nobody wants to be there. Until 2020, until 2021, the Electoral College certification was the most boring meeting in Congress ever, and everybody wanted it to end very quickly. It was only, it was only when Team Trump came up with this fucking, the election was stolen from us bullshit that suddenly the electoral college certification became can't miss TV. And oh yeah, by the way, we had riots and an attempted violent coup and all that other uh, fun and frivolity that happened. All
3: that that legitimate political discourse. (laughs) That's the
2: legitimate political discourse. So Uh, legitimate. So legitimate. Uh, The fact that, the fact that Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell had to come out uh, yesterday, I think, and be like, no, that was not legitimate political discourse. What, uh, what, what? Mitt, what Mitt Romney's uh, nephew, uh, niece, or whatever the relationship between Rana and Mitt is. Yeah, the shit she was saying. Uh, I, Mitch McConnell, literal Palpatine, evil monster of the Republican Senate. I don't condone that. I don't think that was cool. I just love. <laughs> that. I love that Mitch McConnell gives no fucks about the QAnon caucus. I love that he's just sort of like, I'm senator for life. You QAnon idiots cannot cost me my seat. I'm ensconced in power. I'm going to leave the Senate feet first because I'm a million years old already, and I won re-election in 2020, so I've got a million years in front of me before I have to run for re-election again. So, no, I can actually be the guy that's like, no, That shit was wrong and it was bad, and I'm not. I'm not gonna, and I'm never gonna run for president because I'm Mitch McConnell. I could never win the presidency because there's no term limits for senators. Nope, there's no term limits for senators. I presidents rise and fall like tides around me. I'm Mitch McConnell. I'm eternal until I'm not. But I mean, so it's just, it's just so funny to me that like. You actually have a few Republicans out there poking up their little turtle heads and starting to give a little pushback to the whole uh, cult of Trump that we have uh, that's absorbed the Republican Party so much. And that,
3: uh, well, I mean, they're running short on time to get to the point where they could put up anyone else. <laughs> like, you know, fucking d- d- new elections coming pretty fast. So, like, <sighs> They 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 they're gonna have to put their chips behind someone here in a minute, and I'm sure that like a lot of them, regardless of what they say, would much rather it not be Trump again. Oh like, god! At least, at least of which because he just lost. But I mean, like in addition to that, they've got to just be like, wow! Like there have to be enough people that are literally only like monstrous because it further's their own wallets and agendas or whatever but in their heart of hearts and brain of brains they know that Donald Trump is a fucking lunatic and that their fealty to him is like t- as temporary as can be like as soon as the the cracks start to form like Trump is going to start bleeding supporters like crazy it's
4: going to be incredible yeah. look at Ted Cruz like <laughs> Trump Trump bashed that guy over the head and called his wife ugly and then he carried water for him for four years. And now that Trump's not around anymore, he's just like, oh, yeah, Trump, fuck that guy.
2: Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll bend the knee to Trump again. I mean, they're, they're everything about them is transactional. And it's just a question of does Trump have the juice to get me what I want? If so, I have to bend the knee to him because he's the big man on campus. Um the the guy that like Fox News and other people are trying to like prop up to be like the answer to Trump, uh, DeSantis in Florida, uh, during that whole Pence Trump kerfluffle about can Pence overturn elections all willy nilly or not, uh, some reporter went up to DeSantis and was like, "Yo, Governor DeSantis, uh, Trump versus Pence, who you got in this fight? Who's right about this, bro?" And DeSantis could not answer. DeSantis could not give an answer as to how the Constitution works and if the Vice President is allowed to overturn an election or not. That is the level of jellyfish spinelessness that DeSantis has going for him. It's incredible. I mean, like, I really just can't imagine how any of these people think they're actually going to beat Trump if they can't stand up to him, even in the slightest, even on this most ridiculous of terms. I mean, you could even you could even go be like, look, man, there was a lot of weird things that happened in that election, and I have my own questions. But Constitution's pretty pretty clear cut on this. The vice president can't do, but DeSantis couldn't even do that. Like he couldn't even like try to be like, now, now, Donnie, now, now. I know you didn't get a fair shake, but the Constitution, nope, 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 totally. So spinal.
3: I can't believe that this is the like an actual thing that I have to ask. But this is going to sound like a bit, and it may even be funny, but it is a genuine question. Do we think that it would be it would behoove the Republican Party to find somebody that they could either that either naturally or they could shape into just being like, uh, oh, what's my opinion on Donald Trump? Fuck him. He's a fat, weak, stupid old man that's bad for the Republican Party, and I think that he sucks. And I've always thought that he sucks. Uh, but I do love the Republican Party, and I love America, and I love freedom, and I hate the vaccine. So let's go. Like, because they, they really love Donald Trump's brash personality is like the answer to getting rid of Trump for the Republicans as somebody who's willing to talk about Trump the way Trump would talk about anyone.
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.
4: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: i do i think it is i really do believe that that is what they needed the whole time but they're so scared of like the fact that they think that trump has this iron grip on his voters and that there's no way to talk down to trump without making those people angry sad i mean uh it's so bizarre the way QAnon will do anything for Trump. I mean, Trump comes out in favor of the vaccines that they think are killing people, and QAnon promoters are like, you know, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that Trump's promoting these vaccines this way, and I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of disappointed that Trump's asking me to kill my family. I just, it's just the hoops they jump through is so wild, but. That is what that is what the Republican Party needs. They need like a new cult of personality that comes out and says, "Yo, Trump's a zero. Get with the hero. It's me, the the just like the brass balls, the like the just the just King Dick, just like the guy that's the man." But I I don't know who that person would be because most boy
4: actual Republican.
2: Yeah, it's your point after a Republican. Uh, look, look, oh.
3: let's, see, let's see if we can get Kid Rock to get out there and just be a uh, uh, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, but, like, Donald Trump might have been right on his border policy, but boy, I really hate the way that he's too weak to walk up a ramp. And I think he's ugly, and his wife was hot, and I don't know what the deal is with that. But hey, I mean, if she's looking for a new husband, Kid Rock is at the White House, baby. Vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I just – that would be – because you could go after him for losing to Biden. You could say that he was the one that was too weak to prevent the election fraud and that you are strong. You could just go after for all
3: the stuff that liberals like us have been doing. Like literally, you know, we love taking the piss out of Trump because – mostly because he's constantly doing it to other people. So we're just giving him a taste of his own medicine. But like he is just like an old doddering – dude who can't really put sentences together very well and like clearly his (laughs) finger is just not on the pulse of anything and he like served a bunch of big macs in the white house that one time or whatever like he's just a buffoon and it's easy to talk shit about him so if any republican challenger dared have the balls to take a swing at the white house on the yo i'm just gonna talk shit about donald trump playbook uh i mean i guess i'll just holler at your boy like you can pay me like, a small amount of money to just be your, like, on campaign Trump is an idiot advisor.
4: Yeah, it's just I mean I, I don't know. I, I I didn't think it would matter back in the grabbing by the pussy days but I, I thought that was the end of it, but who can say because here we are like, just
3: want, yeah, our Chad Kid Rock just being like, Donald Trump tries to grab my wife by the pussy, I'm gonna blow his fucking brains out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah you you, you go for, you try to grab my wife i got the second amendment on my side <laughs> yeah yeah oh it would be so easy but they're such cowards i mean this was a this was a Republican Party that was so cowed they couldn't tell people that Trump actually wasn't going to make Mexico pay for the wall. They couldn't do it. No, no one could tell them now. Now everybody, you, you like, I know you want to believe in like superheroes and stuff, but no, the president can't make Mexico pay for a wall. He actually can't do it. And, and I just love that. I, ju- I just love that. Like we literally had a guy win a primary based on a fantasy. I mean, when fooled by that? What? <laughs> that never makes
4: sense.
3: Yeah, racist in the South. We're, yeah, the the people, but people that are more racist, the closer to a foreign country they get.
4: Yeah,
2: I I, I just I mean, it's like when when Democrats, if like if, when like Bernie Sanders or anyone literally is like, I will provide Medicare for all. Like the the people's reaction is, how are you going to pay for it? Like people ask questions. Trump's just like, mexico's going to pay for this wall. Everyone's like, yeah, they will. Donnie's just going to get him in a room and be like, yo, you Mexicans are going to pay for this wall. That's how it's going to be. And Mexico's going to be like, where do we sign the check, Mr. President? Like, that's that's the fantasy world these primary voters live in. That Just having Barrado will make a foreign nation cave to you. In
3: 2028, Bernie Sanders, you know, hooked up to the machines that keep him operating, will just be like, and you know what, I'm going to make Mexico pay for your college debt. And people are going to be like, yay, Bernie Sanders.
4: We we love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen.
3: Bernie (laughs) 2028. How old can you go? Uh, (laughs) Okay, so uh, real quickly, speaking of uh, lame duck presidential candidates, do we uh, (laughs) want to talk about a lame duck, uh, much lower level of government candidate in the form of our good friend, Ron Watkins. What is up? With Roddy Watkins this week, in this so, week's What
4: Watkins Watch, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, I will put in a that's, I'll put, it, that's put way in, too much charisma. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. way too much. I'm gonna put in a ticket to Frosty for a voiceover, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm like expressly make it clear he is to say this in the most dull, stilted monotone possible.
4: Have you ever been to Soapland? Yes. Know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh Ron released a uh, campaign video where uh he uh traipsed about what uh may be the Arizona deserts uh wearing a cowboy hat, but it wasn't his black wagyu cowboy hat. I guess the person he paid fifty bucks to be his like uh uh like a polster and wanted to let him know how to his his uh fashion designer consultant was like black hat bad, white hat good. And um And after uh, about, uh, like, 40 seconds of absolutely sizzling promo, uh, Ron encouraged people to join the the CMZ, which is his uh, name now for the Code Monkey Army, uh, because he he was Code Monkey Z back when he had that as his handle. Yes. Uh, he then listed, and uh, very importantly, on the graphic that the Code Monkey Army is a nonviolent group of people <laughs> because, because apparently he really he's like very worried that his volunteers are actual sociopaths who may do "quote unquote" the bad thing if they are not strictly told not to do the bad thing while they're treating about Arizona canvassing for him. To get signatures to get him on the ballot for for his run for the house. Don't don't do the bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So after uh, all of the video at the at the end of the video, you when you're running for office, you have to put in that whole "I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message" little stinger. So uh, Ron Watkins had to put in his little stinger at the end. And uh, boy, howdy, I I hope this was one take and we're good. Because if this was multiple takes, holy shit. Paid for and approved by Ron Watkins for Congress. That was. That
3: what was, was why does he sound like Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I've ever heard him talk. Is
4: that how he always sounds?
2: Yes. Yep. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Holy that, that's, why was,
4: that's why I was like uh, it's way too charismatic <laughs> like- you, you know my favorite so
3: my favorite part was uh, like during our production meeting uh, Mike was like hey I have this 50 second campaign ad from Ron Watkins like should we play it on the show and I was just like no that seems like a little bit long let's just cut out the part like let's just cut it down to the meatiest part and Mike was like okay I think the funniest part's at the end can you imagine having can you imagine if we play 50 seconds of that man talking to our audience you missed. <laughs> Bad lad. Oh, my God. Dude, our, our Kickstarter, or our Kickstarter, our, our Patreon would be bleeding. Like, it would just, it would be like a guy hit by a truck. It would be bleeding so bad. We'd
2: be like, oh, sweet, 20 Patreons now. It's so good.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh I just, my God.
2: I, I just love, I just love how totally devoid of charisma the man is. Uh, and, and, and how literally, yeah. I mean, that wasn't even like a thing where he was doing an interview with someone and had to be prepped for it, that was him in a studio cutting and that, and the, that is basically what will be played at the end of every ad of official ad of his campaign like that is the singer and like when you when when these campaign seasons get like hot and heavy at the end and all, every third as uh, every every third ad you see on TV is an attack ad from one presidential candidate against the other. It like sears into your head the I'm Barack Obama and I approve this message. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. And you just hear it over and over and over again. And yeah. to just to just hear Ron Watkins deadly silent, I'm Ron Watkins and this is my message. I was like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? I mean, it's just it's, I mean,
3: can you like you could hardly tell that the guy spent a lot of time online. Am I right?
2: <laughs> you can hardly tell that the man communicates uh, almost exclusively Zinga. through text oh my yeah God. it's
3: it's 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 almost unfathomable to, to believe based on the way he sounds that he would be the person to own a life-size anime girl statue yeah. <laughs> oh, you're God. like what that could be really that's, uh, that's yeah uh, that
2: seems so weird i yeah.
3: don't i don't have be but
2: yeah Oh, he's the he's the absolute worst.
3: He, but but that that's the sort of level of just like complete blade's like charisma. Where if you saw a news report of him being arrested for literally anything, you'd just be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah
2: like that Rod makes like,
3: sense. Rod Watkins showed here uh, yeah. has allegedly been found with a house full of skin <laughs> instruments. <laughs> We don't know what sort of skin it is, but at least some of it is human. And you're like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he can't play any of the instruments, right? Can we get no? Okay, musically untalented, <laughs> but he just has them.
2: Like, I like, yeah. Like, if Ron Watkins were were to be arrested, and then you saw the uh, police bring a backhoe into his backyard, you'd be like, yep. That that's the thing that would happen there. Yeah, they're 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 going to find a lot of stuff in that backyard. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what
3: they're looking for, but she's been dead for a while, so. <laughs> you know, you know, you know jesus uh well i mean i I hope to God that he gets uh his political ass paddled as badly as he deserves to oh, uh, he, oh, six
2: for, for the primary vote at best, oh my God,
3: I mean, but you know also probably good for the podcast if he ends up crushing it somehow so, <laughs> I mean either way, no matter who wins, we win
2: oh it, it, no what
3: it, I'm it, hoping for, and it is the sign of good, like in this particular you know, instance. The selling out equity is low enough, where I'm still on the force of good. Don't worry, you guys still have got your boy.
2: Oh, I, I I will be in Arizona doing this podcast on location. If if Ron's the Republican nominee for that district, I will be following that man around. Someone will get me a press credential from somewhere. I will I will make it happen. But uh, again, he's running against like four or five other people who actually know how to talk like a human being. So. Yeah. Uh, I was, was going to
3: say that Arizona is the Rod Watkins of states, but while they're both very boring, at least Arizona's hot. Boom. Got him. Uh, so so uh, we, uh, on that hot, spicy zigger, let's go into our, uh, our mailbag for the week.
2: Sounds like a plan.
4: Our listeners got questions.
2: We got answers. It's time for Q&A. So uh, a quick one to start here, because it's just QAnon uh, lore, is uh, Wendy Ossity asks, what does 5 uh, colon 5 uh, mean? And the answer to that is it's just, it's trucker talk or radio talk for- uh, Oh, 5 by
4: 5?
2: Yeah, 5 by 5. It means loud and clear, because it's a scale where 1 to 5 is like, how loud is the transmission and 1 to 5, and the other side is, how clear is the transmission? And QAnon appropriated it into some weird sort of nonsense. So, wait,
3: just so, I, so a 1-1 one, one would be garbled and quiet?
2: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because
3: I also did not know what this meant and didn't even know it was a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. so yeah, one one is terrible. We gotta do something about these radios, whereas five five is awesome, everything's going great. And <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Q, and Q started using that in their Q Drops and then and, and, and then it just sort of took on a life of its own and basically just like yelling, Five Five is just like we're taking so it. So you're out. saying
3: that the the QAnon and Shrucker community have been tight since long before this curve over the vax?
2: Yes, yes. This is, uh, this is, not, we have not broken new ground between uh, the truckers and QAnon. With, See, uh, and
3: that is why they needed that redemption arc that they were on track for before they would, before they would fucked it up by hating the vaccine in Canada, but only a small amount of them, but a small amount of them being like literally criminally loud about it.
4: <laughs> yeah. What, people isolated in their trucks all day are are, are prone to believing in conspiracy theories? So yeah. weird.
2: Yeah, basically, I, I just I just checked the uh, the Q archives and five five is in twenty two drops. And the basic gist of it is, is that like Q will look at something and be like, "Hey, this is a message from someone rich and powerful, probably a member of Congress trying to tell us something." What are they trying to tell us? Five five, hear you loud and clear, bro. Devin Devin Nunes harvesting some corn. Five five, I got you. I know what that corn harvest means. So that's just uh, that's just this dumb thing is that Q is basically telling people we're getting comms from the outside world. I love the idea it. that
3: Q is decoding messages, and he's just like, so it takes me, the man with the magic peepstone, to decode the message. And the message is, the message is loud and clear. It's yes, loud enough yep. and clear enough for exactly me to tell you idiots what the
4: message is.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's a Fucking so stupid. The, the, what, what, what a bunch of clowns.
2: <laughs> uh, these clowns yeah, those clowns in Curanon did it again boy those clowns so uh, now we can go around the table here because uh, we have three questions that are actually tailored to one of each of us oh my
4: god uh,
2: Adorian Shran uh, asks uh, more of a behind the scenes question has the podcast received any backlash for L normalizing physical relations with Bobert and uh, they have a gift of maybe you can do that uh, maybe you can do that I couldn't so
3: uh, I mean, not as far as I know if we caught any e flag Also, I wouldn't say that I'm normalizing it, right? I always refer to it as a shameful attraction. Like, <laughs> this is literally is just like a, like a chemical thing that happens, like, as information gets to my brain from my eyes, and then my body determines to send that information to my penis. <laughs> and I have no control over that. Like, I just, like, I would vastly prefer to uh, find her as phys- physically repugnant as I do, uh, you know, politically repugnant. But uh, the sad fact is, uh still find her quite attractive, which is the nice, <laughs> but only physically, and it is yes. shameful. I'm not trying to normalize anything. It is a shame unto me that i that my body reacts this way, like do 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 as I say, not as I do <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so uh,
3: but did you see that Brandon dress? I mean, come on, guys, like. <laughs> Like, she wore that dress pretty nice, I'm just going to say. <laughs> It'd be hard to look at that and just be like, Ugh, yuck. I mean, yeah. not, if you're, not if you're being honest with yourself and are <laughs> uh, attracted to that particular shape. <laughs>
2: yeah. So uh, next up, we, next up Sarge is on the docket from Pancake Peasant, Peasant. Professor Sarge, did the pandemic spawn any new cryptid stories or lore? If not, did it, alt- did it alter or add to any of the classics? Parenzi's Bigfoot, Nessie, Mossman, etc. Not that I've seen. I I mean,
4: I follow, like, Mothman started spreading out from West Virginia. They were seeing it in other states, and that was right before the um, pandemic started. I, no, not that I've seen. I mean, the, like, the more nuanced answer is the uh, the pandemic itself, COVID nineteen, is its own cryptid. There's so many stories and legends about the what the disease is and where it came from. It's kind of its own cryptid, in a way. Uh, in a very yeah,
3: especially because the truth of it just ends up being like benign, scientifically mm-hmm. provable stuff.
4: Yeah. So no, we got cryptids. <laughs> Oh
3: shit! There's a monster in Loch Ness. Nah, man. That's just like waves and sometimes a stick. Like you're good.
4: No, no alters to the classics. Nothing fun like that. Uh, I'm
2: sorry to say. <laughs> Ooh, yeah! Up your, up your game, cryptid community.
3: I mean, but, but, but does that count? Uh, does that count our, our own our own modifications to the canon? Like yeah, woke Mothman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is is woke Did woke Mothman get his booster? Uh, absolutely. Uh, All okay. right. Well, so Woke
3: Moth, Mothman got fully vaccinated, including boosters, just by not needing it because his monstrous body makes him immune to disease and viruses. Uh-huh. He, he did it. He did it just to get the card that said he was vaccinated. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He he did it for clout. I understand. He, he
3: wants his passport so that he can go see... Like you know, fucking uh, folk musicians as they roll through uh, in like hipster coffee shops lame or is. like
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> lame yeah. is he's 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 gonna go he's gonna go catch Joanna Newsom at the Knitting Factory or whatever. <laughs> I think the Knitting Factory actually closed down, which is a bummer. And uh, I don't know what Joanna Newsom is up to, but if she's still making her fucking wretched music, then good on her.
4: <laughs> Shut
2: on you, crazy diamond. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean it's not for me, but for the people who it's out there for, I'm glad that they might be getting more of it. Or if they're not getting any more of it, that sucks for them. I I feel bad for them. But I, luckily, I don't have to hear any more of it.
2: <laughs> and uh finally, uh, Club Zero asks for poker. Any favorite moments from dealing to stand out to you? Big wins or jerks getting their comeuppance, etc. Uh, I think the story that most sticks out in my mind was the dude from Mars that I dealt to a million years ago. Um. I, I, one of the, the dealer that was at the table. That's right, folks. Dr. Manhattan. Yes. I I dealt with Dr. Manhattan. He he,
3: he went on a heater.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. He couldn't lose. Yeah. (laughs) I was literally about to say he couldn't lose. Exactly. Uh, The the dealer that was previously at the table was a roommate of mine. And when you walk over to a table, you give the dealer a tap on the shoulder, let him know that you're coming in. And then he gets up and and he says to me, you're the only person who's going to be able to hear that guy's voice. And he points to the guy. And I'm just like, that guy's on like one of the end table end seats of the table. There's like, that guy has to like shout through like three or four people to get to my ears. How how am I the only one that can hear this guy? So I deal a few hands and nothing's going on, and then suddenly that guy puts out a raise pre flop, and people are folding and it, it's going around the table, and then I hear the guy in this incredibly high pitched voice say, "I hope everybody folds because I have a monster," and. And I'm just like, why? What? What? Like, uh, why do you want everyone to fold? Why do you not want to win money? Like, what is like, what is your thought process here? And also, again, because his voice is like a dog whistle, nobody hears him. And two people call him. And okay, so now the pot's like 150 dollars pre-flop in a very small stakes game because this guy made a really stupid pre-flop raise. But it's it, it's Vegas. People are drunk and stupid. It's silly money. I put down the flop, and the guy. It's his first act. And again, in his dog whistle voice, he announces, I'm going to bet the maximum. So he's just all in. He has just declared himself to go all in because that's what the maximum bet is. And then he pauses for a moment and says, in my mind, which is $50. And then he puts out a $50 bet. And nobody else at the table heard any of that speech that he gave. Literally, all they saw was his mouth flapping. And then he slid $50 into the pot after like a minute. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't even know what to do here. Like, do I do I try to correct what this man just said? Do do I make him go all in? And everyone folded anyone. <laughs> it was just the most bizarre thing. Is this man a genius? Or I, I, like- I, I don't I don't even know. I mean like literally he only I mean, he's talked, like my hero. Yeah. Yeah. He he only spoke again like in one other time in the hand and he just like made a, a passing comment about how he really needed to like make his hand on the turn or something otherwise he was going to fold and that's exactly what happened so he was just audibly announcing what his hand was was but apparently because he was just on this he knew that his own voice couldn't be heard by human ears it didn't matter it like his talking just didn't matter it was the most bizarre thing i had I, i've ever dealt with at a table it was so strange so, yeah, that is my, that's, like, probably, like, I, I dealt to a bunch of big names, like, people you saw on television. The vast majority of them were jerks. Uh, Chris Moneymaker was a nice guy because he was playing low stakes and he tipped me. But beyond that, like, that was, like, the most, like, just absolutely most screwed up event that I've ever been a part of at a table. So, yeah. So, thank you for the question. And um Snorlax CPAP asks, putting my tinfoil hat on for this one, but I'm starting to think someone is behind Ron Watkins running for office. Any opinions? I need to get outside more. Uh, If there was like a Peter Thiel, like evil mastermind behind Ron Watkins, uh, A, his his campaign approval message would be better, and B, he would have more than $30,000 in the bank for his campaign. Uh, I think this is just pure narcissism and the fact that he thinks he can do it. Uh, if he had a sugar daddy, he'd be he'd be doing a lot better than he's currently doing right now.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, that seems like the the most obvious, like, you know, telling indicator of somebody not having a giant bankroll behind them is uh, their utter failure. I mean, it's not always a guarantee, right? Like even... Even our good friend the Walt Disney Corporation it puts out a John Carter every once in a while and it doesn't matter how endless the cops are. Or Warner Brothers will put out a, a The Matrix Resurrections. Boom, got him. That's a little more topical than John Carter. <laughs> but, you know, g- generally funneling a bunch of money into a thing sort of guarantees a certain level of success that I don't think we've, we've met the bar for in this instance. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think if there was a shadowy person uh, bankrolling Ron, they probably would have been able to clear the primary field a little bit easier by letting people know that ron was the chosen avatar for this uh for this gig and that absolutely didn't happen so yeah
4: it's jim jim is oh yeah jim and ron yeah jim and ron are bankrolling ron
2: yeah with his three thousand dollar loan daddy daddy broke the piggy bank but but sunny boy's gonna pay it back i love that he didn't even give his he didn't even give his kid three dimes he loaned him three dimes so uh thank you for the question uh cleodora silvestri says nfts are pyramid schemes uh, asks, uh, do any of the Americans who drove up to Canada to be a part of the Omnicronvoy Omicron- <laughs> <laughs> Texas and Confederate flags Why uh have enough self-awareness to realize they're part of a similar threat to Canada that they screamed was happening to the American- to the United States from the South? Uh, no, they absolutely do not have any such self-awareness that they I are. Mean,
3: I mean, the difference is they're white, and I'm sure that they would be happy to tell you that. Yes, absolutely.
2: We can't be up to no good. We're white.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, it, it's simple as that like they drove up there with all their rebel flags and they're just like we're gonna support our trucker brothers and it's like again it's not the majority of you all the union truckers got the vaccine well
3: i don't and- give a shit about them canadian boys i just want to meet as prad <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: exactly is
4: it is it, it Megatron or is he a good guy like if if why well, I mean, guys- if
3: he like be, because he he would have to be the he would absolutely have to be the bad like the he would have to be incredibly liberal. <laughs> he doesn't he turn doesn't into a gun be... then. Yeah, <laughs> he, t- he turns into a gun with a safety lock on it, <laughs> like a key, like a locked key guard. Turns or whatever. into a rainbow. He, t- 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 he turns into a firearm safe.
2: <laughs> yes. He's, he's a firearm safe. That's a bag of holding that can hold infinite guns, and that's the whole point of. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of Obamatron is that after they confiscate the guns, he turns into that safe, and they throw the guns into him, and he just absorbs them. They just go into the they just go into the safe space. That's where he puts the guns, so they can never be used again. Oh. Um, <laughs> Michael Bay and Michael Bay and will bang out a script in a week. We we, we got this.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll put in as many like camera circling around people at reduced speed while an explosion or helicopter flies over them shots as you want. We can just fucking we can make that the whole movie. The, <laughs> the, the first movie to be dynamically shot with a fully rotated camera the entire time in
4: slow motion. <laughs> just, no just constantly spinning. Audiences are, are yeah. more nauseous than any human have ever been. Yeah. Well that would
3: be great because it would just he like in the edit they would have to dial in the perfect amount of slow motion to like prevent audiences from getting motion sick from just sitting in the audience uh, so it'd just be like the truest Michael Bay experience. Just <laughs> like especially if the, the uh US Army is letting him just like take fucking crazy vanity shots of their like aircraft carriers and stuff which is the camera spinning around it at all
4: times. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. I mean,
3: that would be that would be much more impressive to me than uh, that fucking, uh, what was that war movie that was, like, made to look like a one-er? I can't remember the name of it. Uh,
2: was Dunkirk, it 19- was that it? it, it, it uh, oh, it, yeah. Or, or was it 1917? I know one of them movies. Maybe it was 1917. Battle-
3: it was one of those. I, 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 I don't remember, but, like, you know, that would be a much more impressive feat than simulating a
2: one-er. <laughs> it's battle- Battleship. <laughs> Oh, God. I actually saw Battleship on TV a couple days ago. I was like, wow, Battleship. I can't believe it.
3: Was it one of you two jokers that I
2: saw Battleship in theaters with? Yeah, it was me. (laughs) It was not me. Yeah, me and Elle saw Battleship in theaters. It was was nice. I I was like, I know I saw this in theaters with somebody. Everything you could have imagined it to be. Holy shit. Oh, it was so
3: good. My favorite part was when they dropped the anchors and drifted that Battleship.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Now was so good. I almost want to see it. Uh-oh. Oh
2: man, it's it's it is fucking completely nonsensical. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh peg bombs, the aliens shoot peg bombs, like the pegs on the battleship board. Yeah, they're I know. And, they, and they're that using
3: looks- like fucking like seismic buoys in their, in the water or whatever. Uh they can like do, so they're looking at a grid and they're just like, my god, like we can <laughs> see where they are based on their position on this grid. It's like, wow, they really worked in battleship into this movie based Got on it. Battleship. Got it. Yeah. I mean but they didn't they didn't gotta they're literally on a battleship right and also I've played the original battleship it's boring and, I, and therefore it includes no aliens yeah. there's there's not even alien DLC for it that makes it cool.
2: The alien DLC. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the best part about it was, is after we left the theater, as as we were driving, as we were driving away, uh, home, uh, L and I, we came up with the pitch for Hungry Hungry Hippos, the movie, and that was going to be far more intense because it was actually going to be like a horror, like a survival horror themed movie where the hippos. Yeah, be-
3: if it t- if it takes place in the jungle, you could like lock in Dwayne the Rock Johnson for doing it. Like, man will do any movie that is set in a CGI jungle full stop. He's like, <laughs> can't get enough of the
4: CGI jungle. No, no way. Well, not, <laughs> uh,
3: no, there's no way in hell that any of what we're talking about right now has to do with the question we were asked, though, which is like really... <laughs> Uh, not the way you're supposed to do it. I don't believe. <laughs> uh, well,
2: I mean, I think I think, we, I think we we covered the question. We just lost. We just lost the plot. So good on us.
3: They found the plot to battleship. Yes.
2: <laughs> 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 So, uh, thank you for the question that I hope we answered. I think we did. Uh, Jason asks a bit, maybe a bit mundane, but I started listening after I first saw you referenced in the FT. Have you noticed a spike in listeners coming over from mainstream publications, or are they generally two different ecosystems? Uh, I really can't notice our demographics. I mean, I just sort of look at like how many views we get and stuff like that, but. I haven't noticed any actual change from like, I don't know, like Hellworld hardcores or like new listeners just tuning in for the first time. So, I mean, basically all I can say is, is um, to everybody who's listening, like go to like at Hellworld with a Q and uh, just submit questions and stuff like that or give us whatever engagement you can, feedback to let us know like what is your story vis-a-vis the podcast so we can have a better idea of whose ears we are poisoning with our uh, insanity.
3: Yeah, and uh, and Mike Rains, to his credit, is a uh, much more uh, empathic fellow when it comes to to those of you who may have like personal experiences with having having lost people to any of these various cults or conspiracy theories. So. Uh, reaching out to, he, my grades is a safe ear, despite all of the <laughs> stuff that I, his co-host say on his podcast about, uh, <laughs> about referring to, uh, to these people as maybe worthless or idiots or whatever. Uh, Mike, Michael chug along with me, but he's also, uh, a much, a much more empathic guy if you ever need somebody's ear to bend on that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, God love him for that.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. <sighs> So uh next up is Craven Lords who says, I've seen QAnon talk in the voice chats of some video games, Day Z, uh Arm Arma 3 and Squad leading to long arguments, anti-Semitic shouting, or in day Z, virtual murders. Is there is the Q, is there a QAnon gaming community, or are these people being unred-pilled because they're being forced to be around normies? Um I think that like this kind of subculture exists in like any community and yeah. that's the thing is that like it's a subcommunity and when it comes in contact with daylight they either can I mean it's part of the QAnon like uh like code that like you have to pill people the only way we can trigger the the great awakening is to get the normies on our side so in a lot of ways, if, like, you fail, if, like, everybody in your in your video game is calling you a moron and an idiot who's peddling bullshit, like, that's, like, really bad for those people. Like, that, like, hurts their tiny little, uh, it shatters their snowflake feelings to be told that, like, they're not actually do- getting the job done and pilling people effectively. So,
3: um... Although, for what it's worth, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious to anyone who's ever played any of these online shooting games that there has always been like a thriving, grimy undercurrent of uh, white nationalism and just using group chat and like on video games as a platform for you to say the N-word as many times as possible. Like, it's just completely bananas. Like these these young, typically white people getting up on here and just being like, oh, like a, a loosely or not at all moderated space where I can say whatever I want. What am I going to take the opportunity to just say on this platform? And they like very frequently come to either uh, disparaging uh, the Jewish faith or disparaging people of color or insinuating that they have had physical relations with your mother.
4: (laughs) Yeah, if you ever played any online games back in the day, like there's nothing new under the sun. I have been called almost every slur uh, while playing casual games of Transformers War for Cybertron like (laughs) that there wasn't a big community there or or playing uh, I played a lot of multiplayer uh, Space Marine on the Xbox 360 and boy howdy I got called some names and by (laughs) names I mean slurs oh uh, Would you like to give us any highlights? Oh no, no, no! I learned my lesson when I tried to get you to say slurs, <laughs> yeah.
3: and I, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad that lesson uh, took to heart. Because I was just like, "Oh, this will be a funny opportunity for me to throw to Sarge to see if he wants to say anything racist." Got him. We just have to keep each other on our toes. We we yes. don't want to go down the path of the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Big Bad Bald Bastard asks, uh, since Renji Rogers brought up the Satanic Super Bowl halftime show, could you discuss Illuminati symbolism in past performances? What degree Freemason was left shark? Um,
3: oh, Jesus. Well, okay. Uh, Sarge and I, uh, we're just going to take off now. Mike, you have the reins. Uh, contact us in a few hours when you're done discussing this question. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: take it out. You know the outro. Take us home.
2: Oh, you got it. No. So I... <laughs> Uh, actually, what's really funny is that recent, episode, recent Super Bowl halftime shows have been very uh, bad for the Illuminati content creators that live only to parasite the Super Bowl halftime show and to tell you how those evil demons have done the evil demon bad thing on our television in their Tribute to Ball. Uh, what made them incredibly disappointed was when Lady Gaga did the Super Bowl halftime show, which was, of course, the 28-3 uh, Patriot comeback halftime Super Bowl show. So... um because she is so Illuminati in everyone's eyes. Even Alex Jones like crawled out of the muck to talk about how that Super Bowl halftime show might be a tribute to Satan, because, again, he knew that that would perk up all the ears of all the uh, people that are obsessed with the Illuminati because Lady Gaga is so bad. And then she basically did a very, uh, like I wouldn't say a boring performance, but it was a performance with not a lot of stagecraft. There wasn't a lot of crazy stuff out there. And... They didn't get their content. I actually rem- I remember watching like a twenty two minute video of Lady
3: Gaga. Hold the phone. This is I mean, are we talking about the same Super Bowl performance where she like starts by sitting on the roof of the dome? with a giant army of drones behind her and then rappels down onto the field. Didn't she end that by, like, running up some contraption, then diving off and throwing a football? (laughs) What do you mean there wasn't a lot of stagecraft?
2: (laughs) It was a Lady Gaga show. There was 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 all sorts of stagecraft, but But it wasn't Illuminati stagecraft, which is the important thing, because these people have a very set series of events they have to look at and see that, uh, give away the game that you're a bad Illuminati person, and uh, a bunch of drones really didn't do that for them. her running up the, the that's running up the stairs, catching the football and jumping off screen to her apparent death as I saw it when it happened on television uh, that really didn't do much for them. Uh, so I saw this like 22 minute video and the first 19 minutes of it were literally a guy building up and, and they had like three minutes of commentary about a performance. He was like, I don't know what was going on there, but I didn't like it anyways, like comment and subscribe. De- deuce it. <laughs> I mean, it was so weak. I didn't like it. Well, then yeah. you don't like stagemanship. And, but like the thing that, the thing that I also really upset those people was uh, two years previously when, when, cause he brought up left shark when Katy Perry did the halftime show Oh, they were so happy. They were over the moon because she came out on a giant, uh, like, robot lion. And Lucifer, like, Satan roars like a lion or stalks like a lion that's in the Bible. Uh, She was wearing this, like, her first outfit was, like, a fire dress. was this, like, elementalism, which is paganism, which is anti-Christianity. There were, like, the two Masonic pillars on either side of her. Oh, my God. They got so much mileage out of Katy Perry's Super Bowl halftime show. They were over the moon. That was like a 10 out of 10 Illuminati approved. Literally, America was under the spell of Beelzebub after that halftime performance. Uh, Whereas... Like Justin Timberlake, The Weeknd, uh, like Lady Gaga. The most recent series of halftime shows have just absolutely failed them. They have not gotten what they want out of these things. And it's been uh, hilarious watching them like just be like, okay, this one's going to be Super Illuminati. And then it's not. And they're like, you know why that wasn't Super Illuminati? Because they know we're onto them. That's why they had to dial it down. But. Next year, we're going to be keeping an eye on them again so they don't try to pull anything. And that's the heads I win, tails you lose uh, way of handling Super Bowl halftime shows. If it's Super Illuminati, you scream they're throwing it in our faces. If it's no Illuminati, it's because they had to button it up because they knew that we were cracking down. And that's how these guys like operate. That's how they try to keep the, the story going so their audience will just be titillated every time a Super Bowl halftime show rolls around. So thank you for the question. Uh, the Nerdy Horror Fan asks, how many more crimes do you think Jabba the Trump will get away with? The new revelations of a moving box of documents to his palace in Mar-a-Lago and treading lots of them is surely incriminating, isn't it? Yes, it's incriminating. Uh, all of them. Thanks for the all question. All the crimes. All the crimes,
3: yes. All Every crime. crime. He, he, uh, he, that, that, that man is going to get away with all of these crimes, you mark my words. No matter how many people come after him, he is not going to see any sort of repercussions for any of this shit. The, 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 the they, might, says, they might fine him lightly. They'll be like, fine you, you've been fined. And he'll be like, oh no, my, my $3 million or whatever.
4: He Jesus. might get convicted of a felony. It will not inconvenience him except to put him out of contention to run again. He will not. He will not go broke. He will not die penniless and alone like he should. Uh, the, the justice he should face, he will never face. He might get convicted. I could see that. But <laughs> he would have to get charged first. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. the day, the day he's charged is the day I'll believe he gets charged. So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how I feel about that. And uh, our final question is uh, from Reverend Zena fact. Uh, so how long until the inevitable attempts at trucker terrorism here uh, become fears that they're all false flag honeypots to lure patriots to their doom? Uh, bonus points if you can connect it to gematria. Triple if it involves mole children. Uh, that will be next week. Next week I will have all the gematria uh, trucker decodes for you. Uh, spoiler alert: I will not have that. Um, but it's really funny because the U.S. trucker uh, like answer to the Canadian trucker protest has been getting a lot. I mean, Fox News is running with it. Now the mainstream media is like, is there going to be a trucker rally in D.C.? Will American truckers follow their Canadian brothers? It's like it's almost like they're trying to create the story out of thin air, like they're trying to make a trucker protest happen. Um, right now, uh, any talk of an American trucker protest is absolutely at the most, like abs- bare minimum hypothetical planning stages. Uh, Wendy Rogers and a few other loudmouths were talking about having truckers shut down the Super Bowl this Sunday, which uh, if you ever want to make your uh, political movement incredibly toxic and universally unpopular, I think fucking with the Super Bowl. Is <laughs> the, yeah, Do you work. want to see Judge Dredd in real
4: life? Because <laughs> the cops in in that town will drag truckers out and execute them in the street. Like, yeah. what? It's just going to turn into Mega City 5. Like, I am the law. And they'll just be like, just trucker hats covered in blood, slow music playing.
3: Yeah. Uh, let, and, let let them fuck around and find out. That'd be great. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And you're like uh, the uh, the extrajudicial uh, execution of those truckers has a seventy five percent approval rate in America. I don't believe it. It's like, yeah, you 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 you, you don't fuck with the Super Bowl because like that will never happen. Yeah, but, it,
3: it would be like when Magog kills the Joker in Kingdom Come. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that
2: reference. Boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, so beyond that, like there, there's been talk about like blockading. DC blockading a major blue city and I think any of that will uh run afoul of America's far more militarized police force and national guard vis-a-vis Canada's much more much too polite uh kid glove approach to the Canadian truckers. What I think the Can- what I think the American trucker convoy is most likely to do and have like a modicum of success doing and by modicum of success I mean photo ops and grifting is like a potential like quote-unquote trucker wall along the southern border if you get like 50 or 60 idiots to drive like full trailer trucks to the border and park them there and be like i'm watching the border because biden and harris aren't like you can get fox news to go down and interview them talking about how they're trying to keep america the land of the free and just make i believe in legal immigration and all that like all that happy horse shit I think that would be a way for scammers to make a few bucks and to do something that wouldn't end in a nightmare horror as like, can you imagine truckers trying to roll up on the white house and like lock it down and honk their horns until Biden resigns. It's like, well, first of all, you wouldn't get within 10 miles of the white house. And then after like the spike strips and the, and the walls were put in front of your trucks, the cops will be like, yeah, you've got like three hours to leave before we like pull you out of your trucks and cuff you and stuff you. And we'll just – and this is American police breaking up a protest. We know the charges they hit you with. You you will not get away with this. Well, so, they,
3: there you have it, folks. Uh, Mike Reigns' weekly uh, trucker fascist tip of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with the Super Bowl. Instead, drive down to the border. yeah
2: i mean i just i i mean if they do anything with any actual serious uh consequences they'll pay for it hanging out in the border and being dumb dumbs it's like great go be idiots i mean well
3: we we got you buddy we know what you we know what you're saying five five buddy
2: (laughs) exactly
3: we know we know what's up so, uh, well, we're running a bit, a little bit long, so I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna make the executive decision this week to just be like, no, no question about what we're looking forward to. Sarge has an out. We have to, we have to wrap up this week. So the, the number one thing that yeah. we're excited for, not having to do this podcast anymore today. We, <laughs> you, our fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you fans. We, we love our beautiful babies. And thank you for sticking with us. Uh, and thank you you know, for your continued support for the show. We really appreciate it. If you would like to continue to support the show, the cheapest, in fact, freest way of doing so is to tell a friend to promote us uh, in that way. Give us a five star review or a thumbs up or a like or any of the happy horse shit that your podcast provider might want you to do in order to massage the algorithm in our favor. If you happen to have a little money that you'd like to toss our way, you can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where we have over 40, I believe, creeping up on 50 hours of bonus content, including wonderful series such as Kabbalan and the currently ongoing What We Do Out of Shadows. Uh, this week we have no beautiful babies to shout out, which breaks my heart, but this spot would normally be reserved for you, the person who wants to give us at least $5 a month to unlock that bonus content. Uh, although, if you want to just give us $2 a month for a brief little tip But no bonus content, that's an option too. Whatever amount of money you want to give us, really. Uh, If you have that money and you wanted to give it to somebody other than us and do a little good with it, you can donate that money to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and we all think that that is pretty rad. We'd like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for the continued use of our intro song. He's still too cool for social media, so there's no way for you to tell him how great you like his Castlevania tunes. But don't worry, you tell me, and I'll tell him. Uh, you can visit our buddy Frosty, the voiceover artist who is responsible for our uh, uh, content warning and the voice of Q, our bumps, anything we need voice artist related. You can find him over on Twitter at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of myself and Sarge, we have a pop media podcast called Binge Wordy that we put out uh, roughly once a week where we talk about uh, delicious, delicious pop media. Uh, you can find us uh, by searching Binge Wordy. That's B I N G E W R D Y wherever your podcasts are provided, or you can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy, spelled the same way. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, as always, I have been your host, Mysterious L, joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Mysterious Sarge. That's right. You're just as mysterious as me this week. Thank you. And our wonderful expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Reigns. Good speed, patriots.
0: Planning for your next trip?